Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and you're tuned in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I am so grateful to have you connected on today, and thank you wherever you're watching around the world. Truly appreciate you. I don't take it for granted, and I'm just so incredibly grateful to have you a part of this podcast because this is the place where we come as leaders. We grow together. We share together. So many of you have been so very, very kind to uh, let us know. You've written us, you've talked to us, and you've shared this podcast with others. And I want to encourage you, particularly if this is your first time, to let me know it's your first time and also share this podcast with someone you know. It's our desire to reach over a million people, and we hope we can get there with your help. Thank you in advance. I'm excited, looking forward to it, and hope that you'll be a part of it. So thank you in advance for helping us to do it. I'm grateful, thankful for all of you. I encourage you to follow me on Instagram at JosephWalker3. Will you do that? JosephWalker3. Help me reach other people. And I want you to make certain that you also uh, give content, my books. You want me to come and share with your leadership core or your team. Uh, All you've got to do is Go to josephwalker3.org. More information is there. And I just encourage you to do it. So I appreciate you in advance. And thank you so very, very much uh, just for your support. Now, today, I am going to talk about something that every single leader has to work through. How in the world do you manage stress and success? The dichotomy between the two are absolutely real. It's real. I mean, if you are incredibly successful, I can assure you that every single day you've got things that are stressing you or at least attempting to. It's par for the course. And you have to be able to walk this out in a way that your success is your ability to manage the stress. So many leaders end up going over the edge or they end up burning out because they don't know how to manage the stress that comes with leadership. And there are people from the outside who look at the level of success people have and don't realize what comes with it. I used to always say, you know, if you if you really want what's on my life, if I gave it to you for a day, you'd give it back before the day was over if you knew everything that came with it. Because people see the outside, they see the glory, but they don't know the story uh, they don't know the weight that you're carrying as a response to that. So let's talk about it. Let's. How do we manage the stress? How do we manage success in the midst of it? So let's let's have this conversation. Here we are. First of all, we have to take care of ourselves in the chaos. I talk so much about self care, right? I talked about how to manage yourself, and you've got to have self care. This is so important. You can't lose sight of you in the midst of all the moving pieces. Yes, it's chaotic. But you have to make certain that in the midst, you take care of you. You are, watch this, the asset. So you have to take care of the asset. You have to take care of you. And that's one of the things I've learned. Sometimes I've gotten so caught up in the work and all the things I'm trying to do. And I realized I hadn't been to the spa. I haven't 
you know, had a manicure, a pedicure, I haven't, you know, taken a vacation. You have got to pause. You've got to take care of you in this. Or this stuff will run you ragged. You know, it's important to understand the impacts of stress on the life of leaders, man. It can lead to hypertension, which can lead to heart attack or stroke. We need you to be here. So you got to step away. I always tell people, you know, who think, well, I got to get this done. I got to finish this and finish that. What would happen if you failed there today? People will go on with it without you. So you've got to learn how to manage it in such a way that you're able to take care of you. So in all the chaos, make sure you're taking care of you. <laughs> Here's number two. It's important now. Listen carefully. You have to put a true, true premium on physical and mental health. Now, taking care of you is about how you exercise it. Because exercise helps to manage stress. I do it three to four times a week. Up at five in the morning, man, I'm hitting it, hitting the elliptical, working out, talking to God, releasing that stress. Because we hold stress in sometimes, don't realize, you know, medical science has shown us that exercise helps relieve stress. Even just taking a walk, staying active. You can't be sedentary. You got to get up and do something. You can't just sit there and soak in all the stress and soak in all the frustration. You've got to get up and do something and move and release that. But not only that, but you have to put a premium on your mental health. Because what happens so often with leaders, we just kind of bypass our mental health because we're so A-type, we're, so, we're such gunners that we don't realize the impact these things are having on our mind. So we've got to be willing to make sure we put a premium on that. Taking care of you matters, man. And I'm saying this at the beginning of this podcast because I really believe strongly that leaders are under attack and you can't have physical and mental avoidance. You can't do that and then you break down. And then what happens to your organization? There are people depending on you, families depending on you. So what you, you have to covenant, you have to almost come into a contract with yourself and say, I'm going to be in the best spiritual, physical, and mental health of my life ever. You should do that. You should literally, and then once you make that contract, you should then say, what am I going to do about it? What's going to be my strategy? All right, I'm going to carve out this time to work out. I'm going to carve out this time for mental health. I'm going to carve out this time for spiritual growth. That's, and you have to do it and stick to it. And you don't break the contract with yourself. Put a premium on that. And number three, demand delegation. I talk about delegation all the time, man. Demand it. Like get to a place in your life where you can delegate responsibilities to responsible people. I'm a delegator, man. I don't hold on to stuff and micromanage. I learn how to release it and trust the people. If I've hired people as a leader that I can't trust to manage what I delegate to them, the question is, why am I hiring them? That's on me. I have to put people in a position to help take the pressure and stress off of me. So create an environment where there's adequate delegation that people aren't taught by watching you to hold on to everything tight and then all of a sudden people self-destruct because that's what they see they only can be what they see you set the tone as a leader demand delegation but let me spend a little time on number four how to reset expectations around you i had to do this right because people have a certain expectation of leadership i talk about this in my book Leadership and Loneliness. I want to encourage you to get it. Go to Amazon right now and get it. Leadership and Loneliness. 
I talk about how you reset expectations because people come with preconceived notions of what they think you should do in response to their situation. And what you have to do as a leader is reset certain expectations. I do that. When I first started pastoring, I would always come back, cut my vacation short if someone had died and I would, you know, say, well, I'm coming back and whatever. And then I had to reset my expectations. And I had to say, look, you know, I don't want people to think that I'm going to come back. So I built a team around me that can do those things for me. So people know I'm not going to cut my vacation short to come back to do that. Or I'm not going to, you know, uh, cut the time for my family away so that I can do so and so. So there's a certain expectation. You as a leader has to have to establish that this is my family time. This is my me time. This is what I'm going to deal with. I'm not going to deal with that. Like you have to make sure that you reset expectations so people aren't just bringing you every single matter all the time. That's why you are a next level leader. Begin to assess how can I reset expectations so people don't expect me to be at everything, doing everything, involved in everything. We have a great team of people who help move this needle forward through a collaborative model of delegation that's rooted in us putting a premium on our physical and mental health so we have a climate that we know how to take care of ourselves in the midst of all the chaos and still produce. <laughs> Let that sink in just for a second. There's a lot of research out there, man, about sleep. And that's my next principle, that the new flex is sleep. It used to be, you know, how many hours you worked, how much you put in on the grind. But do you know now that the new flex is actually sleep? How many hours you can actually get in? See, a real leader, man, <laughs> can get sleep because you put the work in. You find yourself, man, out here with two and three hours of sleep, and you glorifying that, said, I'm so busy, but I'm getting about two or three hours of sleep. That's not a healthy model. That's not healthy for your heart. It's not healthy for stress. It's not healthy for anything. You have got to start saying, you know what? I'm going to get some rest. Rest allows my body to replenish itself. It allows my mind to reset. You've got to take care of you. And I keep stressing this. I keep stressing this because we're not, we're not sleeping. And even when we're laying down, we're not even resting. We're just closing our eyes and our minds are still moving and whatever. And that means you've got too much going on. You're not delegating. You've got to learn man, how to get some sleep. That is the new flex. But here's number six. Check on your team. Check on your team. What are you saying? I'm saying that your team matters. I want to spend a little time on this. You know, one of the things that I'm doing, and I have a pretty large staff, is that I'm, I'm spending, you know, 15 minutes, you know, just, you know, talking to each one individually. You know, they come on a Zoom with me and I talk to them and ask them how they're doing and get, get a sense of, you know, how they're navigating the space. Because leaders have to be mindful. These are the people that are stewarding your vision. These are the people that are actually making things happen behind the scenes. And so you want to make sure you check on them because a part of managing your stress is to make sure you don't have stressed out employees. So you want to make sure that you consistently check on people, check on their families. There are things that are happening in your organization. People's children are getting scholarships or someone's cousin has died who raised them. 
And if you just keep going and giving them tasks so you don't check on them, that level of disconnect and insensitivity can create a whole new stressor for them and a negative view of working in that job space with you. But when you create an environment where you care about one another, you check on one another, that's going to help people feel the need to help relieve the burden from you because you were there to help relieve a burden from them. This is the beauty of a reciprocal relationship because you do it and it comes back in return. Does that make sense? So check on those folks. Just because they're producing well, check on them. Check on that employee whose work, you know, is kind of falling off and you think they're lazy or you think, well, they're just, you know, we need to replace them. Maybe if you had a conversation and checked on them, you might find layers of things that that person's dealing with that are manifesting in the job space. And to be a better leader, a better employer, I want to make sure I know what my people are dealing with. I want to make sure I'm praying for them. I'm covering them. Yes, I hold them accountable. Yes, there's a job to get done. But these are real people. I talk about it all the time. We often go into the do what people are doing. Are you doing this and doing that? How's it going in this area? What are you producing? Most of our meetings are about what people are doing. And very seldom do we ask the question, how do you be? How are you in the midst of all of it? Because we often are after a particular benchmark, a measurable. We're trying to get something out of it. And we don't realize these are human beings, not human doings. Check on these people. As a next level leader, you've got to spend time checking on your team. You hear me? Don't just go through life not checking on these folks. They matter. They care. Let me, let me review before I go to my seventh point. And I want to just again let you know as we're managing stress and success that it's no problem being successful. But what comes with success are stressors. You know, the greater accountability. People used to say to me, man, you know, I wish I had a bigger church. I'm like, you know what? Bigger church, bigger problems. So you think about the size of the church you may be a part of, a smaller church, and you think about the problems there. Imagine multiplying that times how many folks that other leader has to deal with. So you have to be careful what you ask for because even in business and having multi-locations or having a, you know, a customer base that's huge and you're out here trying to manage all that, it's a lot that comes with that. So we want to make sure we take care of us in the chaos. That was number one. Take care of you in the midst of all of the chaos may not stop. It's par for the course. It's necessary. But if you take care of you, it can be a blessing. Number two is that we're putting a premium on our mental and our physical health. We are absolutely going to make certain that we are working out, we have a regimen, and we have a positive place to go for mental health. We have books we're reading. We have, you know, we're... Whatever we're doing, either if you download the Calm app, whatever you're doing, you're doing something every day for your mental health. Number three, we are literally demanding delegation. We're putting people in a position to be a blessing and help with their gifts. We're delegating responsibilities so we are not doing everything ourselves. We're not carrying this burden by ourselves like so many people do. Just carry it. Like, I got it. Nobody else can do it but me. No, we're releasing that, releasing that. And as we do it, it's forcing us to reset expectations. People come in with a preconceived notion of what we do, how we should do it. As a consequence, it creates an expectation that we can't deliver on. As a leader, you have a responsibility to reset those expectations so people don't expect you to do certain things that you know you're not going to do. 
And then number five, the new flex is sleep. Man, get some sleep. Take care of you. Make certain you're getting adequate sleep because it affects the stress in your life. But then you want to check on your team. Check on those people that are making the magic happen every single day behind the scenes. Check on your team. Check on those people. Those people are committed to the fulfillment of your vision. They are committed to you. Check on them and you'll find out how amazing that reciprocal relationship can be. Here is number seven, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, no is an answer. So often we think we have to say yes to things because people pull on our heartstrings and we're in a place where we're like, well, I'm just going and do it because of this or because of that. But let me tell you something. You've got to learn how to use that word no. It is an answer. It is a lifesaver. And when you say no to one thing, you are simultaneously saying yes to something else. So you got to know that no is an answer. I know that's like it's redundant. Some of you are like, what are you saying? I'm saying people ask you to do something. It's not in your wheelhouse to do. It's not in alignment with your purpose. It's not consistent with your vision of your organization. You just got to come to a place where you say, I just can't do that. I just can't. I'm not going to waste your time or my time sitting around in a two-hour meeting. You're giving a presentation on something I know I'm not going to do. I used to literally take all those meetings and sit back and say, well, let me just hear about it. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, sorry, I can't do it. Why waste someone's time? Just go up front and say, listen, I appreciate it. Appreciate what you're trying to do with my organization. But that's just not where we are. That's not congruent with what we're trying to do. So I want you to know that no is an answer. It is a legitimate answer. You can walk away from it and it will save so much time, so much money. So much energy if you just learn how to use the word no. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. Success is a powerful thing, man. It comes so much responsibility. You have to manage so many moving pieces. And a next level leader knows how to delicately manage success and yet deal with the stress every single day. When you talk to a lot of CEOs, they'll tell you, (laughs) Oof, I deal with so many different things, but I've got a great team around me and I know how to pick my battles and I don't have to respond to every single thing. What stresses some people out because you don't know how to be a leader. So you think you have to respond to every attack or every situation that comes in your life when in fact, you don't have to do that at all. You can manage success along with the stress. But I want you to know something. (laughs) You'll always come out on top. You'll always come out on top when you do it the right way. I want to thank you so much. I cannot express my gratitude for all of you who have been listening to this podcast. I hope that this has helped you. I know you're on an amazing trajectory. I know you're like dealing with stress all the time. Some phone calls you don't want to answer. Like, oh boy, I got to deal with that today. But let me tell you something. If you employ the principle that I've given to you, you would be amazed at how you'd be able to balance success and stress. I promise you, I'm praying for you. I promise you, I'm pulling for you. I believe it's going to be a great season for you. I want to thank you 
Make sure you let me know if you were blessed by this one, okay? Hit me up on Instagram at josephwalker3. Let me know you were blessed by this episode. Go get our books. That book I referenced on leadership and loneliness. Get it at josephwalker3.org or just go to Amazon. Order it. It'll come in to you and we appreciate you so much. So thank you for being connected. Thank you for allowing me to share your life today. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. And until next time, I pray God's blessings be upon you and yours. Until then, peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward 